Hey, Mel. Bri here. Gotta work from home today because the whole family caught a nasty... Daddy! Hey, Mikey! If you're gonna puke, find the popcorn bowl! But my availability is 110%. Coincidentally, so is my fever. <laughs> Kidding. Mel, I'm so cold but hot. Uh, but I'm gonna get you that budget. Just as soon as... Right. Mikey! Popcorn bowl! Press 1 to use Instacart and get your family's sick day essentials delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. Press 2 to keep working. Do not press 2. Just use Instacart. Brian. Here we go. Here now with all of today's cruise and travel news and a bit of commentary. It's the guru of the seas himself, Tom Drake. It is indeed himself as he tries to wake up. It is Thursday, January 25th, 2024. It is the Daily Cruise and Travel News Podcast. And it is brought to you by Georgia Mountain Cabin Rentals and the Snood Factory, www.thesnoodfactory.com. We are at sea, second of our sea days, five in a row. On our way to Rangaroa or someplace in the South Pacific. Someplace down there where the water is very blue. It's blue water. Oh, my goodness. The water is very blue. And that's about all I can ever say. That's about all I can say about that. Uh, welcome to the podcast. I am the podcaster. You are the podcast E or E's if you're listening during a happy hour. And this is, of course, the official mascot of this uh, Thursday morning uh, train wreck. Yes, indeed, that is the Drake. How are you? Uh, how am I doing? Well, you know what? I'm trying to stay on brand. I'm not going to cast any uh, aspersions on anything. I love Oceana. I just wish the Internet would be a little faster, that's all. But I didn't say that, and I'll deny it, and I'll delete this podcast sometime in the future. We are at sea. It's dark. It's uh, bumpy. Not bumpy. It's just rolling all the time. It's just rolling. The staff captain said, uh, I kind of looked at him going, uh, stabilizers out there, buddy. And he goes, they're always out. It's just waves. And uh, we're getting pushed. But it's just rolling a little bit. Hey, the guests love it. Oh, the guests, the guy said to me yesterday, I sleep good with this. I said, I sleep good with liquor. Uh, but it's part of the part of the deal. Last night I was the celebrity DJ. Classic country upstairs in Horizon. It's not part of my job description. You've heard me say it before. I'm just a team player. Oh, that's me. Put me in, coach. And there was a there was a couple on for six months, and they're country music fans. So to make them happy, because I like country music. And last night I featured music from only members of the Country Music Hall of Fame. And then, of course, we had to do the water. I didn't. Uh, the cruise director let everybody in the boot, scoot, and boogie, and the watermelon crawl, and the stomp the Canadian or something. Oh, Canadian stomp. You don't stomp a Canadian. What's wrong with you? You don't stomp a Canadian, even first thing in the morning. That's a Shania Twain song. <laughs> Prayers for our military. We do it every day. Uh, it's necessary. Just, they just won't stop. Now we're getting pretty good. They don't even, they, the missiles aren't even coming out of the chute, and we're shooting them down. Um, we did that. We had to protect a U.S. tanker or U.S. cargo ship, uh, anti-ship missile heading right for commercial commercial ships. These idiots. So we smacked them. Now there's some stuff going on in the Senate. Elected officials are upset that the Biden administration is doing this without getting the A-OK from those boneheads. Stay the hell out of it. They're not trying to start a war. They're trying to save the lives of everybody's out there on commercial ships and even cruise ships. Uh, uh, Silver Sea. And now, by the way, that's all as a result of the IBWJs, the Iranian-backed whack jobs. And I wish you would 
start to use that in your conversations among your friends, out to dinner, cocktails. How about those IBWJs? What the hell are you talking about? Iranian back whack jobs, even our own government. And I believe it was uh, some big time Navy guy with a lot of admiral things. He said it. They're getting all the missiles from Iran. And supposedly we told Iran, hey, will you please stop that? Because we're, we're running out of missiles to shoot them down with. Silver Moon, they've had to readjust everything because of this, this mess um, to the point where they brought it. They got it back to the Suez Canal, but they're not, uh, they're going to be late getting to Mumbai. And there are people already planning to get on to Mumbai. They're going to be late by three days in Mumbai. And according to the statement, in light of this, Silver Sea has arranged three night, three night luxury hotel accommodations. Reflective of Silver Sea standards and enriching and immersive excursions in Mumbai. <laughs> uh, that's just me. Everybody I know loves going to Mumbai. Uh, 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 uh. Uh, you want to hear something funny? This is, you know, look, this is bad. This is bad for me to say. But in their culture, not everybody showers. We all know that. Well, we have a wonderful one of our security team from India, and he's just a super guy. Just a super guy. So we were going out, and he asked Dottie, if you go to a store, can you pick up two or three things, including Irish Spring Soap? And now, that's not why I'm laughing. What I'm laughing is when we came back, he wasn't on the gangway. So Dottie, Dottie gives this package of soap to one of the other guys and says, give this to so-and-so. It looked like we were trying to tell him, hey, Break out some soap once in a while, would you? Anyway, super guy, Irish Spring Soap. How about that? A guy from Mumbai, and he wanted Irish Spring Soap. Here's your turn. Top of the morning. Uh, anyway, so uh, they're going. Silver Sea's going to spend a fortune putting all their people up in a five-star hotel, feeding them all because of the IBWJs. And that's why I want you to take that name and run with it. The Iranian-backed whack jobs. Uh, ha wash your hands. Come on. I'm done. I know I'm boring people with this. What am I going to do? Your, your children out there, I have to tell you, now I'm seeing gastrointestinal outbreaks outside of the cruise industry now. They're having problems. Just wash your hands. There's sanitizers everywhere now. Catch one on the way into the department store. You know what I mean? Who knows? Um, also, wash your bottle. I want to see your clean bottle. Don't make me come out there and you know tell you what to do. Birthdays? Uh, Robert Burns is his birthday, but I He's not really a singer. He was the guy that wrote, you know, Scottish stuff, including Old Lang Syne. Alicia Keys, wonderful, but not my demographic. Really not. So we have, we have to say happy birthday to this phenomenal singer. At last. Oh, get up and dance. Close the bathroom, though, would you? It's a family show. A little louder. A little more volume for Edda. And life is like a song. Ah, how about that? Cut short. I wish I could play the whole song. I haven't been caught yet. I probably could do that, but that's not what we do here. I'm not uh, Murray the K. <laughs> Only people from New York get that reference. Or Cousin Brucey. I'm none of those. A little bounce sound. Uh, let me do this, too, real fast.
I missed this. Yesterday was the passing of of an icon, the great Johnny Carson. Uh, when he left us, the whole genre left us. So it's a bunch of crap at 11.30 now. Not the legendary Tonight Show with Johnny Carson. So we all think of Johnny. Just, you know, take a take a, a four-iron, swing it a couple of times today, like he used to do after the monologue. Say hello to Doc. Maybe dress up like Doc today. Do you have something in the closet? <laughs> he sure did. Uh, oh, a little music here. Let's see. It's not too loud, is it? No. This is truly sad for those time, uh, first-time mm-hmm. listeners. That is the saga of Boeing music. And this is sad because it's unfair. I think this is unfair. In Atlanta a couple days ago, the front tire fell off a Boeing 757. The front tire. There's two of them. So it didn't, nose didn't drop down, but one just fell off and rolled down a hill. Are you kidding me? Whose fault is that? Is that Boeing's fault? No. Doesn't anybody check anything on these planes anymore? I mean, come on. They're taxing. And another plane, the pilot goes, uh, tower, that 757 over there. Front tire just rolled down the hill. The guy went, what? He goes, yeah, front tire just rolled down the hill. How you doing, Boeing? It's not their fault. Give me a break. I mean, so they so they tried to get the tire and put it back on while the people were still on the plane. And finally, they deplaned the people. They couldn't bring them back. It's, it's hard. For, it's, it's Atlanta. They're, they couldn't go back to the gate. Somebody was already in the gate. So they took them off the bus. They took them off the plane somewhere, put them on buses and took them back. And then they waited inside. So they got a replacement plane and they fixed the tire. But let's not blame Boeing on that one, okay? That we have to look at the Delta maintenance people and say, come on, guys. I know you kicked the tires. Check the bolts once in a while. Come on. I'm telling you, I have to fly home. Well, first I have to fly from Auckland uh, from Sydney to Fiji on Fiji Airways. So far, I haven't heard any problems. They're smaller. You know, they're smaller airlines. Maybe they have a lot more time. I mean, these big guys have so many planes now. Maybe their maintenance, all of it. They need AI. They need BI. They need BO. They need something. No surprise here. That's the heading. That's the heading. No surprise here. Let me say it this way. Let me let me use the word Finkentieri. Fink and Thierry, no surprise here. Can you fill in the blank? Princess announced they have to delay, delay the delivery of the Sun Princess. That's the new big mother that's being built in Italy by Fink and Thierry. And unfortunately, regrettably, we have to cancel the inaugural 10-day voyage, originally uh, supposed to sail from Barcelona February 8th. And the press release says, we understand that the news is disappointing. We share in that disappointment. And believe me, uh, I don't have it here. I moved it. I don't. I, hold on. Maybe I can find it. There was a bit of a disappointment in the office at, at uh, uh, there you go. <laughs> I know. I'm a kid. I'm a 70-year-old child. That's what I am. Anyway, they've had to... Uh, Push it back, hopefully by 10 days. Uh, they said they sincerely apologize. Sure they do. For the inconvenience this cancellation causes. Yeah, it costs them a lot of money. Hopefully there's a, a penalty clause in that contract. I mean, these are a billion dollar, three quarters of a billion dollar ships. 
And it's Finkensieri, and they keep selling them and over. They're, they're like the Boeing of the of the shipbuilding industry. Anyway, guests who were booked, guests who were booked in the inaugural, will receive a full refund of the cruise fare along with any additional onboard services that were pre-purchased. In other words, you're not going. They're not pushing it back. The next cruise will be the inaugural. You booked a year ago to sail on the Sun Princess on the inaugural. You told your friends about this. You speak more about that than you do the IBWJs. You're going the inaugural of Sun Princess. No, you're not. No, you're not, because they're just going to go. The next one goes. Uh, and you're going to get uh, the guests who were booked. They get the refund as well as a 50% future cruise credit that can be used on a future princess voyage, just not on the Sun Princess on the inaugural. Uh, disappointing? Oh, it's incredible. It happens all the time, though. Anytime you hear the name, don't sue me. Hey, Tony, don't sue me. You know what I mean? Forget about it. It's a, it's a generalization. It's a, an exaggeration. It seems like. It feels like. I don't know, almost it seems like every time they're late. Could be wrong. Guests will also receive $200 per person for change fees related to their air travel plans. Wow. Port Canapro popping. Port Canapro. Port? Hey, it's early in the morning. It's dark. Give it a rest. Port Canaveral popping. Figure it out. Port Canaveral will have 13 home ported ships in 2024 and expect over 8 million guests. You know, it's a big battle between John Murray and who's ever run in Miami. Uh, they're down there. You know, they're neck and neck, button, button, toe and toe. So who's going to be better? And according to John Murray, the biggest thing for us is we are an easy drive in and out. Zing, zang, boom. <laughs> Let's face it. Miami sucks. Oh, my goodness. You fly into Miami, get a cab and the traffic. Now, a little further from Orlando Airport, but you can also come in for Daytona. Orlando Airport up, but the transportation is easy. The highways are wonderful. It's beautiful. Uh, plus, it's a very well-run cruise port. Their terminals are well run. The people are very friendly. Um, it's a, you know, like Central Florida, East Coast, but not East Coast Miami attitude. A little more laid back. This summer, the utopia of the seas will follow from Royal Caribbean as the, a cruise line will put its newest ship into the short cruise market. The utopia of the seas, I don't know, 5,000 people. I've said it before. That's not utopia to me. 5,000 kids. Yay! Uh, and it's all new ships. John Murray said, new ships bring the crowds. Noting there are only really three ports in Florida that can handle short cruises for big ships. Go elsewhere and the itinerary started to get longer. He's right. By the way, those short cruises are miserable. Just a warning. If you happen to be, if you stumbled on this and you're considering a three-day, four-day, uh, the only reason to do it three days is to see if you get sick. To see if you, uh, you know, uh, seasick. That's the only reason. Don't do it. Just book a seven-day. If you can go, go ten. It's just a whole different deal. As I, I wanted a, a better word. It's dark out here. What do you want? My best stuff at this time of the morning? Anyway, there's a lot of ships coming. Eight, thou, eight million guests, and we want more. And they want more. And, of course, they handle LNG there. Liquid natural gas. I believe, I don't think they have shore power. I don't think John Murray wants shore power right now. He'd rather just get the LNG ships because they can handle the big mothers. The new ones all have that. 
So there you go. The Blue Lagoon has opened. I didn't make a very big tease for that. The Blue Lagoon, that's in Iceland. You know, Iceland has a bit of a volcano problem every other Tuesday, just before bingo. There you go. So it's reopened. All of its operations for the first time since early November after the geothermal spa had been forced to either completely or partially close its facilities due to nearby volcanic activity. I'll be there coming up this summer, you know, in and out of Reykjavik. Look at that. Ooh, lava. All of the site's venues have include have been operating, including the, the Blue Lagoon, the Blue Cafe, the Lava Restaurant. The Lava Restaurant. <laughs> How ironic. One day it's going to be covered in lava. Yeah, right in the middle of lunch. Oh, wait a minute. I came for the, I came for the soup and the salad for $3.99. Not today. Run. The Retreat. <laughs> they actually, the hotel is named Retreat. I know they mean to get away. But if you're around an active volcano, retreat seems to be a good name. Hurry up and pack, honey. I can see it coming down the street. Can't wait to go there. Anyway, the last facility to reopen was the Moss Restaurant, which welcomed back guests. I've been there. I didn't get in the water. Am I stupid? No. But I go there for lunch. They have a really nice restaurant, nice bottle of wine. And you watch these people put white junk all over themselves and go floating around in this nuclear water because there's a power plant. You can see the nuclear power plant just down the street from this geothermal spot. They said it's good for you. I don't know. In a statement, the Blue Lagoon said, uh, well, they would say something if my mouse didn't just miss... I missed my mouse. Uh, in a statement, the Blue Lagoon said that while our operational units are located within an area at risk. <laughs> you hear that? While our operational units are located within an area at risk due to seismic activity, the attraction is working with experts who continue to closely monitor the area and the ongoing developments of seismic activities through the round-the-clock real-time analysis. You know when the you know when they put that flag on the beach, uh, the seas are too rough. They put up a red flag, and the lifeguards going, "Get out of the water! Get out of the water!" Yeah, they're gonna have somebody there going, "Hurry up, volcano! Hurry up, retreat! Hurry up, hurry up! Get out of the lava restaurant now!" These people are nuts. They're all nuts. Here's the heading. You can figure it out. Name this. Don't christen it, and don't say God. I could be like a game show now. Name this. Don't christen it, and don't say God. What am I talking about? Icon of the Seas, our favorite new mega mother, Sea Godzilla. They did not have a christening, technically. They had a naming. They didn't say, uh, they don't have a godfather. They have an icon of the icon, and that's Lionel, Lionel Messi, the most decorated football player in history. I couldn't tell you one way or the other about that, but I gather he is. He's like the, Mick, would he be the Mickle, Mickey Mantle? Uh, uh, Bobby Bounds? No, uh, Bobby Bounds now. No, no steroids, I don't think. He uh, was officially named the Icon of the Seas during a dazzling ceremony inside the world's largest cruise ship's Aquadome. I have to tell you, if you haven't seen pictures of this Aquadome, it is nothing short of spectacular. It really is. And as one person said, Michael Bailey, he called the ship the company's biggest dream come to life and truly an engineering marvel. And it really is. It is absolutely amazing. 6,000 people, and I don't know, neighborhoods and uh, wait in line and the, the quality of the food. I don't know. I don't work for them. But this uh, naming ceremony 
They had uh, bagpipers and they had all kinds of stuff going on. They had people swinging the hot chili pepper, hot chili pepper, hot chili pipers. Oh, I thought it was hot chili peppers. It's the hot chili pipers were there with the bagpipes, with their hot bag, hot bagpipes. Uh, all kinds of stuff going on. Really, really. They're, you know, millions. They're putting millions into this launch, launch between the naming and all the free cruises that they're doing. Uh, and I wish them a lot of luck. Uh, Michael Bailey is the boss there of the of that a Norwegian cruise line. Norwegian. Uh, it's early. I'm trying. It's an experiment. It's dark out. Royal Caribbean Cruise Line. And the big boss is Jason Liberty. All right. Heading. See if you can. See if you can figure it out. Life at sea. Dead in the water. You got it. Life at sea. Dead in the water. Yes, indeed. Murray Cruises. Those are the. Uh, the flim flam, thank you, man. People that had the life at sea world cruise that never went anywhere. They never had a ship. They never had a ship. They were selling cabins, and people gave their money to a guy who said to them, Well, we don't have a ship yet, but when we get it, it's going to be a hell of a ship. And now they're all whining and moaning and. They want the U.S. attorney for the Southern District of Florida to get involved. He wants, they want him to open a criminal fraud investigation. They should open some kind of psychiatric evaluation on anybody that gave this Turkish guy their money. And the people, they, they sold everything. Are you stupid? One guy, David Purcell, he's a 78-year-old retired lawyer. He's a lawyer. He sold his house and his car after his wife died so they could buy this fare and heal from the loss of his wife. And now he lost everything. He's a lawyer. And he gave he gave a cruise line that did not have a ship. They were selling apartments, cabins on an imaginary vessel. And according to the article, they collected over $16 million, which was a little short of the 40 or $50 million they needed to buy a used ship. That's all. You're not buying something, you know, have, and then refurbish it. I'm on the Ocean Insignia. When this went into dry dock, just before pandemic, they put $50 million into it in dry dock for all new everything. That was just a refurbish. You're not buying anything for $16 million. And these people had Zoom calls. This guy's going, will you give me your money? And then I'm going to, well, I won't get something. It's like giving somebody, you know, here's 10 grand. Go buy me a a, a a ring, and you never see the guy again. Anyway, now they want now they want the state of Florida to get involved. Hey, I'm sorry, screw you. How many warning signs do you need? How many? Had to be dozens. No, this is an interesting story. Very interesting. Watch saves life. This came to me from several several listeners um, on a flight. Um, a British doctor. On the sh- on the flight, somebody was uh, in discomfort, and the flight attendant, a flight attendant asked, "Is there a doctor on the plane?" And there was, and he was on a Ryanair flight. So, you know, when you get on a Ryanair flight, you're already in distress. <laughs> you know anything about that airline? You know, I I just booked British Airways flight. I toyed with this. I toyed with this. Uh, I'm going to try the new North Atlantic flight from Orlando to uh, Gatwick in May. I have to join a crystal ship and then join uh, Oceana Serena. So I'm going for this. I talked about it. North Atlantic, 
premium class front of the plane 787 Dreamliner. They're the old Norwegian airplanes. They're not old, though. They're five years old. Hopefully the windshields won't crack. Uh, good deal. I, I paid uh, just shy of 900 apiece for premium uh, class front of the plane Dreamliner. That, if you were on any other airline, and, and nonstop Orlando to uh, Gatwick, fantastic, right? Nonstop. No, I'm not going through anybody's hub. And anybody else, premium economy or premium plus, United was $1,900, $1,800. I got two seats for the price of one. But when I get to Gatwick, there's no flights from Gatwick to Barcelona. Now I have to go to Barcelona. So I toyed. I toiled. In the, and for the last few days, I couldn't sleep thinking about EasyJet. EasyJet, I could take EasyJet from Gatwick or I could take British Airways business class from Heathrow. And I finally said, use your head, Tommy. So I'm going to go out of Heathrow. When we get into Gatwick, we have to get our luggage and get in a cab. And that'll take us over to Heathrow. And we'll check in business class on BA. It'll be nice, front of the plane. And I saved a fortune, an absolute fortune. And the point of this is I didn't go on EasyJet. EasyJet, Ryanair, they are the discount airlines. Anyway, this lady's suffering discomfort. She was sailing from Birmingham, Birmingham England to Verona. And they asked her, was there a doctor on board? She had shortness of breath. So he was looking at her, and he noticed the flight is in and had an Apple Watch. And these Apple Watches, they have everything. And uh, he said, let me borrow your watch. She said, why? He said, well, I want to see how much time this lady has left. <laughs> That's not what it was. He put the watch on the lady, and it told her, it told him her blood oxygen, oxygen levels were too low. And he said, do you have an oxygen bottle on board? And the flight said, yes. So they put it under, under oxygen, brought her levels back up. When they got to Verona, they took her off. She had medical care. And now they're saying he saved her life. I don't know. Or the watch saved her life. That's good for Apple. But I don't know. that. I think, you know, if you're a doctor, you would have looked at her and said, first of all, can we get some oxygen? I watch those TV shows, you know, and start, start an IV drip. Oh, we don't have that? All right, well, give her some bourbon. That'll work out. But anyway, pretty cool. I don't have one of these watches. I have a Fitbit, which I'm unhappy with. And now I'm toying with the idea and taking the money I saved by not flying United over to Europe and buying myself an Apple Watch. And finally, I wonder what time it is. I know what time it is in the morning here. Oh, good. We're right on time today. How do you like the new approach? I like this game show thing. Here's the heading. The podcast... This podcast will never run out of gas. <laughs> this podcast will never. You've seen this. I'm sure. I don't watch American television on board, even though we have it. I'm sure it's been covered by everybody. Some bonehead was on a uh, American Airlines flight, I guess from Texas, from Phoenix, from Phoenix to for uh, Phoenix to Austin. And you know, uh, uh, you know, in, in uh, Phoenix, it's a dry heat. I guess it's also a dry uh, gas uh, because whatever he had in the airport in Phoenix, he got on the plane and he was unloading and he was not embarrassed by it. You know, the words, I'm sorry, I'm so sorry, you know, or, or go into the bathroom for a little while until your body tries to get reorganized. This guy didn't care. He was uh, empty in the back of the plane. It was like they were wishing it was COVID again. So they have masks on. So finally they had no choice. They talked to the pilot, and uh, he said, well, let's not fart around with this. 
and he turned the plane around, went back to the gate, and they came and got him. I didn't know that. I guess it's probably on your carrier thing. You know, when you buy a ticket, you never read that small print. If thou shalt fart in, in 55.4, whatever, 55B, you're out of here. He was very good about it. He said, oh, whatever, and he went and he was just <laughs> killing the whole place. I cannot believe the mayor of Phoenix would do that. I was really shocked at that. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Barbara. Barbara, I'll have you know you were not the only one that sent sent me that gas story. Why do people think I should be the one doing stories about gas? All right. I do wish we could not bad for this time in the morning. Get out of here, will you please? I really wish I could do this. It's going to get weird now. Later on, we're going to cross the international date line. And I'm going to be telling you one and... Um, I don't even want to do it. It's going to be so messed up. Boy, a good podcast today. We got some of the hoodies, no blowfish. We got a Boeing story in Fink and Thierry Fink. Fink and Thierry Finked again. Captain John Murray kicking ass in Port Canaveral. The Blue Lagoon, despite the seismic activity. <laughs> you know, I should have put that as the first story. We could have had seismic activity in the front. And then, of course, the last story was also seismic activity on an American Airlines plane from Phoenix to Austin. Guy never made it. He flew himself there. The Blue Lagoon is open. Lionel Messi's the icon of the seas. He's the icon of the icon of the seas. These people whining about, you lost your money now. I would be embarrassed to tell people I sold everything I own and gave it to some Tur Turkish guy who didn't even own a ship. How the hell do you justify that? Not, you can't do it. And I'm not shilling for Apple, but I think I'm going to have to buy myself an Apple Watch. Why am I going to go... What, from one story? It could save my life. I actually have one of those things you put on your finger. Tells you your heart rate, your oxygen level. I carry a blood pressure monitor thing with me. I have a pharmacy. A mess. Every day is a gift. You know what I'm saying? I want to thank everybody I know. I'm way behind on answering emails. Judy, all of them. I love you guys. Uh, for the links, the shares, the likes. Spreading the word. I, I get emails now from people... I must have met, and they go, we listen every day, and we really enjoy it, and I question society whenever I read that. <laughs> have a good Thursday. Tomorrow, Friday already. Wow. He's happy. Shut up.